Hey gang, this is Trent Chattaker, chiropractor and advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Welcome to today's tick, where each week we study a chiropractic principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thank you for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. R.W. Stevenson stated in his 1927 chiropractic textbook, Sensory function is the service which certain cells and organs give to the body by reporting environmental conditions and in some cases information concerning the actions of other cells of the body. This function is a protective service for the whole body. It's the innate method of obtaining information of possible dangers or benefits existing in the external. It's also a muscular sense a fundamental of skill, art, dexterity, and the like, and in other instances, we're able to know educationally about involuntary functions going on in the body. Sensory function is the action of definite tissue cells, namely nerve tissue. In today's tick, we're going to grow in our understanding on the basis of why chiropractic is good for you. As you listen, Make sure you share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and feel free to tag us at Today's Tick. Now let the class begin. In 1961, Francis Crick and his colleagues demonstrated the three bases of the DNA code for one amino acid leading to the discovery that life within our physiology has a code. Code, as in a language or information, that allows our living physiology to communicate with itself through information. Now, this is no small communication either. With an estimated 70 trillion cells in the human body, there's more to our physiology that meets the eye. This inner communication that takes place within our physiology is the least talked about aspect to health and well-being, and professionally, I believe, has the largest impact to your well-being with the amount of information that's being communicated through the neurological system. Now, it's common in the world we live in to disregard the unknown, the unseen, or the metaphysical aspects to physiology due to our great advancements that we've made over the last century in science and health and biology. For example, with all the new discoveries we've made within the healthcare world, there's still a gigantic percentage of unknowns left to discover within our physiology, including our understanding of what health and well-being really are as it relates to the body. Like Thomas Edison stated many years ago, he said, we don't know a millionth of one percent. And that's fair to say about health and well-being, too. You see, health is probably one of the least understood yet most desired possessions out there. The consensus on health is if you're feeling good, you have good health. 
Yet we know for a fact that how your body functions and how it feels does not always correlate like we think it should. What you feel, see, smell, taste, and hear within your body is not the complete picture. You see, our senses are incapable of determining how much health we have within our body. If there's more to the human body than what our senses can quantify, then we can conclude that there is more than physical forces operating within our physiology. Well, you're probably asking, what more could there be? There's non-physical forces within our physiology that are constructive in nature. These non-physical forces are part of the code to your well-being. They influence the living, breathing, digesting parts to your body's ability to function in a state of complete wholeness. You see, there's information within our body that's being sent throughout the neurological system, like R.W. Stevenson quoted in his 1927 chiropractic textbook. Let's look at it again. Sensory function is the service which certain cells and organs give to the body by reporting environmental conditions and in some cases information concerning the actions of other cells of the body. This function is a protective service for the whole body. It's the innate method of taming information of possible dangers or benefits existing in the external. It's also a muscular sense. It's a fundamental or skill, art, dexterity, and the like, and in other instances, we are able to know educationally about involuntary functions going on in our body. Sensory function is the action of definite tissue cells, namely nerve tissue. So what R.W. Stevenson was talking about over 100 years ago, or almost 100 years ago, was that the neurological system is responsible for adaptation. Adaptation to environmental stressors and or uh, positive environmental opportunities for the body to thrive in. And the neurological tissue utilizes information uh, through a mental impulse communication between A and B, which would be different locations in the body. So this immaterial aspect or inherent recuperative power within the body that heals uh, or coordinates all cells and tissues working together literally influences our quality of life as it relates uh, to health and well-being uh, through a constructive manner that goes unseen. And this is defined in the healthcare world or is just defined in general as vitalism. There is a definition of vitalism that goes as the following. Living organisms are fundamentally different from non-living entities because they contain some non-physical element that is governed by different principles than inanimate things. What this means is vitalism views living organisms such as our body fundamentally different from non-living entities such as rocks and stones because they contain non-physical principles that sustain the process of living. Now a principle is something that works 100% of the time. It's something that is valid and it's something that uh, similar to the law of gravity works 
whether or not you believe in it, whether or not you see it, the law of gravity is there. And so we've got a principle of uh, life or we've got a principle of healing. We've got a principle of the expression of uh, our physiology and our body uh, that chiropractors have been talking about for over 100 years. And we define that as innate intelligence. We say that the body has this inner principle of healing. Some newer language looks at it as an inherent recuperative power within our body. So inherent means within and recuperative means that we're not like rocks and stones where if you break a rock or stone, it stays broken. We have a principle of recuperative powers. So if we break a bone or we cut our finger uh, in time and with enough uh, potential that will be healed and turn into brand new tissue. And so this healing aspect to our bodies, this non-physical force, it's literally a state of energy within physics, uh, within our physiology, can be described in terms of an expression of intelligence through matter. So the intelligence is the principle, and it's fundamentally ingrained in all living breathable tissue and the matter is the expression of that so the matter would be our body and the quality of life within the physiology of the human body is influenced by the amount of intelligence being expressed through the matter now we've discussed this in previous episodes and i'm not going to go into detail here but intelligence is always 100 percent. so you don't have to try to make the body heal more efficiently it's the expression or it's the matter that's going to be the limiting factor in the quality of uh, expression of intelligence. And so a chiropractor uh, that was heavily involved within the profession by the name of uh, Homewood, it's A.E. Homewood, he was a former president of Canadian Memorial Chiropractic College and Los Angeles College of Chiropractic Describe this non-physical inherent recuperative power in the following. He said, non-physical forces within the human body, uh, it, he described this in his publication, The Neurodynamics of Vertebral Subluxation. He states, there's something within the body which controls the healing process, controls the growth, and controls the repair, etc. It's by no knowledge of the conscious mind that these functions take place. No matter the number of degrees held by the physician, he is unable to do more than approximate the ends of a fractured bone and must depend upon the innate intelligence of the patient's body to affect the actual repair process. No disease has ever been cured by any practitioner of healing. He does many things to assist the healing process of the body but in the final analysis, it's that intelligence within that makes the final repair and correction. I just think that was so perfectly put as it relates to what we're talking about today. But it also gives you uh, an idea as how it relates to health and well-being in general. Health and well-being is a principle. It's something that's within all of us. It's there waiting to be expressed. It's not something that we have to go searching for. It's something that we have to look within to find. And you see the body's full of intelligence and it's not necessarily all hidden. Some of it's educated, 
There's both educated and innate. And the educated intelligence is that which we gain through life. And the innate intelligence, that we're, what, what we're talking about right now in this episode, is that which we're born with. We have the potential, we have the power uh, to express an optimal state. And the common chiropractic illustration of innate intelligence is you see nine months of an infant inside a mother requiring very little help uh, to grow and turn into a living, breathing baby from the outside. I mean, it just needs nourishment and safety from the mom, but nothing else. And then uh, the baby is born. And for some reason, uh, we as a society believe that the educated intelligence that we all have gone to school for, for great lengths, and all the research out there has more information on how the baby should live and, and breathe and act and talk because we have this educated ability to try to understand. But we disregard that inner intelligence that the baby's born with and that the baby comes equipped with. And we need to uh, pay respect to that intelligence. Not that um, our educated shouldn't be used. I'm not saying that we shouldn't uh, look into finding better ways to raise the infants. But I think that the same wisdom that turned two cells into one and then uh, one into a trillion or 70 trillion in just a couple months time has enough power and potential to keep the baby growing and functioning on its own accord as long as we don't get in the way of that. And so yes, the innate intelligence within every living, breathing body is full of wisdom that keeps the body alive and functioning as one harmonious organism. So, with that being said, all living organisms have three necessities of physiology that consist of intelligence, matter, and energy. And the intelligence that we've been talking about within the physiology is the guiding principle of organization, coordination, healing, recuperation that allows the trillions of cells to work in a state of harmony uh, through proper information being communicated throughout the body via the neurological system. Now, the matter is our physical body, and it is the cells and tissues and organs that uh, play a part in the functioning of that intelligence. And it's the energy uh, that the third part that is the connection between the two. So intelligence, energy, and matter are connected, and the energy flows throughout the body uh, and it flows through matter, it flows through a neurological system, but it has this non-physical aspect that's being swept with it, kind of like the Morse code or the DNA code that we talked about. It's not just uh, positive and negative uh, chemical reactions taking place in the neurological system, there is information being embedded within a neurological impulse, which in our profession we deem a mental impulse. We say it's full of information. With that being said, we look at well-being as that which distinguishes someone who is functioning well compared to someone who is not. So well-being is a state of complete wholeness, and in order to be whole, I recommend looking at your well-being in a three-dimensional lens, as in intelligence, matter, and energy to express an optimal state of biological 
state of well-being. So the distinguishing factor and a, a big influencing factor to your well-being and to why chiropractic is good for you is the ability for the chiropractic adjustment to positively influence the physiology uh, that coordinates information within the trillions of cells, and that is the neurological system. You see, the life energy that flows throughout the neurological system is a principal factor to why chiropractic adjustments are good for you and why they can facilitate and promote more well-being through specific chiropractic adjustments that are targeting negative functional and disruptional areas in the spine to your well-being and to your healing. And so these non-physical or vitalistic principles that we talked about today on this episode are the foundation to sustain in the processes of life within the physiology. And so you could look at it as the code to, to health, the code to well-being. And when chiropractors work within the spine and work within targeting areas that are interfering with that information being sent throughout the neurological system, you can see every chiropractic adjustment influencing in a positive manner the code to health or the code to well-being. And so the practice of chiropractic with its focus on the intimate relationship of the bones of the spine and the neurological system has the capability of influencing in a positive na nature the structure-function relationship between the spine and the nerves. And that structure or alignment in the spine therefore sets up normal function to occur within the neurological system. And there's always limitations to healing, and this is an educational podcast, so don't take this information as in a one key, one opportunity for all issues. This is a part of the well-being puzzle, and it's educational. So always consult with your healthcare provider or your chiropractor on your specific needs. But the point of the education of this episode is the power within the body to heal back to an optimal state of well-being is dependent upon coordination of neurological impulses and the ability for those neurological impulses to directly influence function by having a positive structure or alignment of the spine. So all of that relates to how chiropractic or why chiropractic is good for you. Chiropractic adjustments can be, and very often, all the time, produce a positive effect in removing negative interference to the neurological or mental impulses on within your body and turns that into an opportunity for information to be coordinated again without interference. You can't be partly healthy. You need to become aware of all the ways that promote complete health or well-being. And I recommend looking at it from an inside-out approach, looking for that which is inside you already. And that's really what health means. Health means wholeness and striving towards completeness through that vitalistic lens that we've talked about today means you acknowledge the principle of wholeness that resides within the physiology as a key component to express in wholeness and well-being. 
I enjoyed this one today. As you can tell, we went a little bit beyond my normal talk time, but I hope you got as much out of it as I did, and I look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thanks. Bye. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As B.J. Palmer said, you never know how far-reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. This information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical conditions, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. In addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risks associated with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.